welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast. One of my favorite humans on planet Earth is our guest today, Eddie Panero, the world within, your world within on YouTube. You guys know that I love inspiration. I love um, video inspiration especially. And I have this playlist on my own YouTube that I always tell people, you know, it's only about every six months that I actually add something to my favorite playlist because it has to be that good. And I will tell you that out of probably my top three favorite videos of all time, they were created by this guy. Eddie Panero. He is an extremely creative creative. And what he can do with words, really almost poetry, um, visual cues, and just the video format is astonishing. And I'm not even sure how I happened upon him. But I know that I have shared his videos with quite literally thousands. Um, My husband was like blown away. I remember the day um, we recorded this episode, something, I think it was right before Christmas. And I was like, I've got to, I got to run home. I've got this, you know, podcast I got to do. And I'm really excited about it. He was like, we were just kind of juggling things that morning with the kids. And then later on that night, he's like, wait a second, you had the one and only the Eddie Panero on your podcast. So guys, this isn't just for you, mamas, women out there. Your husbands are going to want to listen to this episode It's a deep dive into really how he became who he is in this world um, on YouTube with a huge subscriber list, just putting some of the most creative content I've ever seen into the world and just the most, you know, just hits you in the heart. Um, So let's dig in with the one and only Eddie Panero. I am so excited to have you here. So beyond excited. I actually came across your work through my son's baseball coach. So I am a personal development junkie. You know, I love all things growth and um, I love videos that just really speak to my soul. And, you know, I won't put something on my favorite playlist for like morning videos unless it's like the best. And he sent this video in our team thread and I'm like, who is this guy? And this is the best video. I, I think it was your motivation video is, is or what, what is it? Commit, commitment, commitment, oh, commitment. which I yeah, think yeah. about motivation, commitment, the same, but man, I've probably listened to it 50 times. So, so cool to hear. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I want to jump in. I love to hear people's stories. So you're this incredible speaker, you know, creative out there in the world. I know your YouTube channel is just like insanely, you know, amazing and big and you have this big audience. How did you get there? Like who is Eddie Panero? Where do you live? I think you're in Boston. Are you still in Boston? Uh, I'm in Florida now. You're in Florida now. Okay. But you were in Boston. I I was, yeah. I spent a lot of time there. Okay. Um, Did you grow up in Boston? What was that? Did you grow up in Boston? You know, it was, uh, I was in a military family. So we bounced okay. around. I was actually born in a naval base on Japan and then went to, oh, wow. in Japan and then went to Virginia, California, Arizona. So yeah, I did a lot of bouncing, but like yeah. my, 
formative years, I would say, were in in New England. You yeah, know? I, th- I, I think ago. you're. I feel like you're a New England guy. That's why I was <laughs> yeah. <thinking Boston. laughs> yeah, there's something very. You can always tell down here. Yes. It's funny, like waiting in line for coffee. You're like that guy's from Boston for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, totally. Um, well, what's the story? I mean, you just gave me a little glimpse into it, but I want to hear how this all started. Yeah, it's funny because I want to say uh, it's a mix of of. You know, it was methodical, but it was also completely unplanned. And <laughs> yeah. so, you know, when people ask me now, like, you know, Eddie, I want to like do something new. I want, I know this isn't it, but I don't know where to take my my life. That you know, one of the most important things, and this comes from my experience, is you have to give yourself a chance to explore and poke around and see what you like and see what you don't like. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes by Tolkien, not all who wander are lost like that to me has been everything. So it's, I, I went to high school, college, graduated college, went into, um, the financial industry, Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fine. Like I learned some valuable things that I still use today. Met some beautiful people, but you know how you just know some stuff is not it for you. Yes. And that was it. And so I play music. I like uh, you know acoustic guitar, singer songwriting. And uh, I built a little home studio, and eventually got the courage to quit. And so I mm-hmm. spent a year about uh, around Boston playing shows at like, you know, bars, clubs, anywhere I could. I was like writing music for, uh, or helping other people write music. I was, uh, doing like freelance writing. I started picking up a camera. I was just trying things, you know? And, uh, the inflection point was like when that money that I had in my bank account from that job that I felt like I'd been working towards my whole life started to dry up. I was like, well, I got to go back to that now. Like this is, It was scary. It's scary not like having that certainty. And uh, I'm like, no, see what happens when you put your back against the wall, right? And I wrote this speech called Ode to Excellence. And it's the first speech on the channel. And basically, I wanted to pause there for a second. That's a leap. That's a leap. You're playing music in Boston. (laughs) And then Mm. you decide to write a speech. (laughs) Yeah. And a YouTube channel. Like where, how did you get there from, from A to B? Well, it's the same sentiment in a way. Like I wanted yeah. to have the same feeling. You know how when you watch um, like an Apple commercial, uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to say like they'll sell you an iPhone without showing you an iPhone. They're right. dancing and whatever and the moonlight and all this beautiful stuff going on. You're like, whoa, that just makes me feel good. Yeah. And so I wanted to take the same thing. Like music is a message and and it makes you feel good. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why don't we, we do that in a different medium? And uh you know, basically it was just a promise to myself to not quit. Like, yeah, you know, just try it. Cause it's funny. Like I really hadn't, we all take little risks, Yeah. but until then I'd never just thrown myself out there. I've, yeah. I've played it so safe, yeah. you know, so scared of making a step that like would be antithetical to my whatever, uh, you know, wherever I should be. Yeah. Um, and and so judgment, I, right? Exactly. Like judgment comes up. Like, what are people going to think, you know, like what they're going to mock me. They're going to be like, what is he doing now? You know, I'm sure yeah. that came up. It, it, you're right. I mean, it happens. And th- that's yeah. one of the things that makes it hard. It's because yeah. like, you know, you're, you're sort of um, marching to the beat of a different drum, right? And your family who only has your best interest at heart, mm-hmm. they're like, dude, are you, are you sure? You know, you had a good thing going. They just want you to be successful. They want you to be comfortable. And uh, it's good, but it's also, 
if you're looking to do something a little bit different, yeah, you know, it butts heads a little bit. For sure. Then, I mean, yeah, our parents want security and certainty for us. That's for sure. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it. And, uh, and yeah, I remember that being tough. And then uh, a little disappointed with the support of my friends at the time too. Mm. Like that's something that I, I will never forget. Yeah. And uh, I explain that to people. It's like, you know, it's not that the world turns on you, but it's like you realize how precious the people in your life that support you are. Yeah. Because when you look like an idiot and you're working for two weeks and posting something and no one cares, yeah. um, it's hard. Mentally, it's really hard to sort of get yourself charged up to go, okay, well, time to make another one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. That's Did you company. feel like I, I kind of always feel like there's this thing inside each of us that's like meant only for us to be like birthed into the world only by us. Right. Mm. And it's so hard because when, when we recognize that thing, it is usually kind of against the grain. It is outside the box, you know, and it's really, but did you feel that like, this is kind of what I meant to do in the world? I did. I did. And I think my indicator was that I didn't know what it was. Like, I didn't know what it was that I was making. I just felt like something that needed to be made. You know, I was like, Mm -hmm. I liked the art form of it. Um, And I still really do like the the cadence and the, you know, sort of the poetic feeling and some of the stuff I was composing the background music to these speeches. I wanted it to be like this display of something meaningful. And I think, um, you know, the, the best things that are made, they take, pieces of what's established, the people that have mm-hmm. been before us and, and they're, they've done amazing things. You take the things that work and then you sort of mm-hmm. uh, inject your authentic self into them yeah. and it feels new and weird. And yeah, there's always something <laughs> that's a little, you know, a little off putting. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been woken up many a times at two o'clock in the morning with like ideas and I start scribbling and it's almost like something's writing through you, you know, it's just mm. this thing that overcomes you. And you're right. It's it's what we've gathered along the way, but it's the way that our minds and hearts are putting it together, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a really cool book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. He talks about mm. the uh, the muse. And yes, how I haven't you, read that in like 10 years. I need to go back to that. Right, there are some books you could read like once a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sure. just feels like one of them. It's so simple. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah. But I mean, so you, you've heard this a million times, but it's like... Um, when you're a creative or a writer or anything, so you have to do something when you sit down and just make yourself, you know, butt in seat yeah. and start creating, like you become a, a, a vehicle, like yeah. things flow through you. Yes. It's, a, it's just oh. a vessel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. And there is no greater feeling in the world. Like it is euphoric. It doesn't even describe it. Like it's, it's otherworldly, you know, mm-hmm. that feeling that comes through you. For sure. Um, oh my gosh. Well, you're, you, I mean, I don't think there's anybody better in the world, honestly doing, I don't know if there is anybody else in the world doing exactly what you're doing, but in that, in that realm, in that space, I don't think anybody does it better. So I wow. definitely, yeah, I see that this is your gift to the world for sure. I want to go back to when you started. So you put that first speech on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about that process. Like, was it a year before you kind of got traction? Was it a month? Like, what did that look like for you back then? Yeah, very slow, uh, yeah. very slow. But what I did see, um, because, you know, I always joke, like, I could write songs my whole life and mm-hmm. I'd be a decent songwriter. You know, yeah. I have a decent voice. 
but I probably wouldn't be John Mayer. Like, it's just not my thing, you know? And like, um, when I started putting those videos out one, every time I uploaded them, I had a feeling like it just felt good. Like to your Mm. point, it felt like me, but also, you know, it's like, that intersection of what you love and what adds value. And for the mm-hmm. first time I was seeing true value return. People were sending mm-hmm. emails saying, dude, this helped me think differently. Like this got me yeah. through a legit issue. Um, Say that one and- more time. I feel like I want to write that down. When you, that was pretty profound, which happens a lot when you're, when you open your mouth, <laughs> that was the intersection of. Um, yeah. The intersection of what you love to do and what adds value to the world. Mm, I love if that. If you can find that you're in, in business. Yes, literally in business. Um, <laughs> literally in business. <laughs> what adds value to the world? I'm going to write that down. Um, okay, so yeah, tell me more about that timeline. Like, what did this look like? And what year was this? Uh, 2014. 2014, okay. Yeah, um, so at that point, I was still like playing shows and also doing the YouTube thing. So it started to like, you know, light bulb moment. It's like, this is, you know, uh, the direction you want to go. And I started making these videos. Um, and like, there was no, you know, it probably took six months before someone called and said, Hey, you know, can you make a video for our company or whatever? So mm-hmm. it's not like I was making money with it right away. Yeah. Um, but you start to see very quickly the seed and you're like, this yeah. is, uh, if I go all in here, you know, big things can happen. And so I would say it probably took about six months to say, this is where I want to go. And I'm going to take the pieces of the music thing that I loved and inject that into this business and just let that sail. Um, I really, you know, another quote, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. It's been attributed to every historic person in the world. Um, but when there's too many things going on in, in my life, I just, it's a personality thing. I just, yeah. can't, I need one thing and I need to be like invested in it. Yeah. So I got to the point where I'm like, this is, this is it. This is what this we're doing. Did and, you commit uh, to a certain number of videos that you were, you know, creating and posting? Was there like, I'm going to hold myself accountable to this number this many times a week or this, you know, how often? Yeah. One a week, one a week, one a week. Yeah. yeah, which was doable because at the time they were like three minute video. Now they're way, you know, way longer, way more involved. But yeah, it was yeah. definitely one a week. One a week. And then what I feel like is so cool because I've had this experience myself. Back then, you probably never thought you would be a te- on a TED Talk or keynote speaking anywhere. Like, could you Lost see that? My mind. No. Right, right. No, no isn't it that was, the coolest? Uh, like yeah. you just one foot in front of the other, you keep going. And and I think sometimes we're like fired up about this one thing, but mm. that's just aspiring to that thing is actually just getting us to a place where I, I just heard this the other day and I thought it was such a great analogy. It's like having your headlights on at night. Like you can only see a few feet in front of you, but mm. you go that few feet and it illuminates the next few feet and it illuminates the next few feet. And, you know, when you're going down this road, these other things come into play that you didn't even know were there. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's what's in front of you and it's exciting. It's like, it feels good holistically, right? I mean, there are times when it doesn't, but like, yeah. if you just stay video by video, like I like using that metaphor because there's a lot of content creators out there. It's like, yeah. there were times where I'm like, oh my God, this means so much to me. I'm going to write it. I'm going to share mm. it. And I'd, you know, put everything into it and I'd uh, release it. And like, sometimes you just swing and miss, like sometimes yeah. it doesn't resonate. And then it's right. like, 
you feel bad because that's your, you know, you've wrapped yourself around this one thing. Yeah. So that's when, you know, maybe you look up and you say, yeah, you know, the headlight thing, but also there's a mountaintop too. Yeah. And think about that, you know, now back down, keep going. Yes. You know? Yes. I love that. It's always back and forth. It's like what's right in front of me, but what, but you do want to have that vision, that big goal, that thing that excites you at the end. But sometimes looking that far out is intimidating. So we just got to look three foot, three feet in front, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Head in the clouds, feet on the ground. Yes. Yes. One of your pillars that I love so much is embracing discomfort. I'm like, I can't, I just ordered an ice tub for the house. So I'm like, when's the ice tub showing up? Yeah. So I'm all about this. Um, But I'm also thinking about like looking back on your path, how much of it was discomfort? Because I think sometimes people look at, successful people and they think like, oh, they're doing what they love. They're in their zone of genius. Like this is just, they're on fire every day, but there's an element to embracing the suck, right? Even when we're doing the thing that we love. So, and I think that's when people quit. They're like, oh, I thought this was the thing that was going to light me up. And the thing that like, you know, was going to motivate me, but I hate this part. And I hate this part, even though they might love 80%. Will you talk on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, in my view, and this might seem over the top, but it's it's just as much discomfort as it is not. Um, mm. You know, if you're if you're truly pushing yourself every day, and, and for a variety of reasons. I mean, you know, one, it's in your head knowing you could avoid it all if you wanted to. Yeah. Like, so there are times when you're down and out, and you feel like an idiot because you're it's self induced pain, right? But right. Um, yeah, there are things like when you share yourself with the world, there's a vulnerability. There are um, going to be comments. It's very easy for people online to say things and, and there's very little repercussion, right? So yeah. uh, we all deal with that. It's it's um, the pressure of, of putting things out there and hoping that they do well. It's like there are lives, there are real people on the other end, but we see a metric. We see a mm-hmm. number and um, you know that can be be tough. There's the, you know, when you're starting something and it's slow, like you can make an argument. My business didn't really take off, take off until like oh, 18 months ago. And I've been doing this 10 years. Wow. You know, I mean, I love the, hearing that. It's I, like the whole, don't compare your chapter one to my chapter 10, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and we're social animals, you know? Yeah. So like when, when your buddies are getting this internship or have this job and you're just like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm plowing through like a <laughs> rational person goes, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that's really you know, where your videos come in. <laughs> I know, <laughs> because, right? you know, it's like just hearing something throughout the day or hearing something first thing in the morning. I mean, I know there's been so many seasons of insane grind and hustle for me that like bring me to tears. And then I'm like, but this is actually what I love. Like I have to remind myself that I want to be the 2%. I don't want to be the 98% that quit and give up. And, you know, like, so you kind of have to just psych yourself up and, and like you said, really embrace that discomfort along the journey. Yeah. I mean, you're paying a price that a a lot of people, what the 99.9% of the world won't, and you have your podcast and you have your book and you have all these things, uh, you know, because of that. And it's hard to it's hard to explain that to people, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's transactional. Uh, yeah. It's the cost of admission. Yeah, you for know? sure. For sure. And then there are like, I would say like the big things, and this is what I did my TEDx talk on. So like the consistency and enduring discomfort day to day, 
you know, as you know, at some point compounds to create like, I don't want to say massive opportunities. That's not the right word, but like transformative opportunities in our lives. We all have them. Like when things pop up and it's like, I've worked so hard for this. Now it's here. Like, um, you know, for, for me, it was just at the MGM grand arena spoke there like a couple months ago. And I'm like, what, you know, when you're looking at your feet, like we talked about for so long, and then it's like, this is crazy, Yeah. you know, and you're just terrified. And that's a totally different kind of fear. You know, it's like, this is exciting, 100% exciting, but it's like, you know, and so you will yourself through that. And now that seems like nothing. And now it's like, well, why shouldn't I speak only at huge, you know? And so like, it's all part of the process, but you have to like, you have to see the discomfort as an ally, you know? Yeah. For sure. And in those moments too, I remember sitting literally at this desk when one day it was just a, it was like a recognition thing. And so my, my face was going up in Times Square every 10 minutes throughout the day. And I was just sitting here at home, like, what, like, what's like, how did this, like, how did that end up? (laughs) No, it was for coaching, but like the, um, the epiphany that I had was, well, it happened because of the every single right. day, yeah. day after day after day. Like I have just gone and I haven't stopped. And 99.9% of the people stop, yeah. you know, like that's how that happened. And it's just, it's, in, and, and like you said, walking through those moments of fear, I want to ask you this, cause this is what, this was in your Ted talk, going back to, you know, you being at MGM, like speaking on these giant stages do you believe, because one of the pillars is believe, you know, in yourself, mm. do you believe that it's all possible for anyone? Like that anything that we can conjure up in our mind, like if you can think it, you can achieve it, you know, that kind of premise. Do you think that's possible for everyone? I believe that we can evolve in ways that are beyond our comprehension mm-hmm. um, in any given field. That said, I do think we have, um, you know, biological tendencies in certain areas that Mm -hmm. when what we're naturally good at combines with what we do every day, uh, you really can be the point zero 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 one percent you know? And I use the metaphor like math. I always did okay in math. You know, it wasn't like, but if I gave everything, everything in my life, to being a math professor or whatever, um, I'd be good, right? Yeah. And, and uh, maybe even achieve great things. But someone who's naturally, who thinks that way mm-hmm. and puts the same amount of time in would be lapping me all day. Now that's yeah. fine. Life's not a constant competition. Um, but if you're talking about greatness as the goal, a pinnacle mm-hmm. as the goal, um, I think you know there are things that we are gifted at and every single one of us has something that falls into that category uh the question is uh, are you aware of what it is and and do you want to delve into it yeah. you know that's and walk that through that fear be. and walk through that judgment and walk through the insecurity and all of that i love that and i totally agree um and i think i always say listen to the whisper and i think if if we could all just listen to that, you know, like, I feel like you've done that along your journey. You're just constantly like pivoting from right to left and going where that, that inner voice, that intuition, that gut feeling, God, Mm. whatever you want to call it, it's scary. But like, that is where everything everyone wants lies. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I've heard, uh, I, I attribute this to Charlie Munger. I'm not sure if that's where I heard it, but the idea is like life is an experiment. Like yeah. you just, you got to throw things against the wall, see what sticks. It's yeah. cyclical, you know? And if you're not willing to do that, you miss out, like not just on the world, but like you miss out on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, when you ask, like, did you plan to do this? How did you? No. Yeah. And so like, if <laughs> if I lived in these <laughs> rigid lines and never explored, I would never have found this or gotten here. You know, yeah. I'd be, I'd be, you know, in, in, in the financial yeah. services still probably. Yeah. You know? I love that you said that. And that goes back to what you said in the beginning. Like you've got to be willing to put the time in to just exploring. So here's a great question. That's easy, easier to do when you're in your early twenties, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But a lot of people don't get to that point until they're 40 or 50, where they kind of have that wake up call where like, oh my gosh, what have I done with my life? What am I doing? I'm not happy. I'm not doing the thing that I feel like I was made to do. Mm. What advice do you have for people that are, I mean, I, I know it's just a self-limiting belief, right? Like I'm too old to, to change, but what, what advice do you have for that? All right, you guys, if you want 2023 to be your best year ever, the year that your dreams and your goals come to fruition, the year that you make it happen, I've got something for you. Enter the Income and Impact Mastermind 12 months with me, with some of my inner circle, some of the best business and mindset thought leaders in the world today are all coming in to be a part of this, to teach you guys both the mindset strategies and the business strategies to create the business of your dreams, to create the impact and the income that you've always wanted to make. Enrollment is limited. All the details are in the show notes. You guys jump in and let's make 2023 your best year ever. You don't want to miss this one. In terms of like the technique, like how to create something new or just mentally? Well, like mentally when they're that age and they feel like they're kind of stuck. I mean, if you were 40 or 50 and you were, you know, had had this successful career in the finance industry and you all of a sudden had that epiphany that you had when you were younger of like, I'm supposed to write music. I'm supposed to do this. That's a lot harder to do when you have a wife and four kids. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I recreating yourself is a difficult thing, but it's, it's a critical thing, you know, and the second video I I, I made was on this topic again, sort of coaching myself through my own Mm -hmm. journey. Right. And so the idea is you are the captain of your ship and, and the wake of the boat doesn't drive the boat. You're not your past, but we walk around, um, like, like yesterday's literally a ball and chain dragging us. Like, this is what my friends thought of me. This is uh, how I saw myself yesterday. And it's very hard to detach from that. Um, But when you realize like, there is nothing holding you back, there's a certain freedom, right? And then it becomes just small steps doing little things every single day that start to um, help you create that persona. Yeah. you, one of my my favorite ideas is like people follow through on who they believe themselves to be, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are, we'll use your example in the financial services industry and you're like, you know what? I want to be an artist. I want to paint. Yeah. Um, if you do, you know, two things, three things, maybe even one thing, if you have yeah. a family, you're strapped for time, like one thing every day yeah. that's going to move you towards that vision of yourself, mm-hmm. you will start to feel like it. 
because you're setting objectives for yourself and you're hitting those objectives. You're starting to personify uh, that new identity and you believe it. And then that's yeah. really all that matters. It's not, a, you know, a cliche, like the world right. won't see it until you do. And, and that's yeah. really step one. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And that was a huge wake up call for me. I, I did an um, NLP neurolinguistic programming training not that long ago. And one of the biggest takeaways was like when we're trying to change our habits and we're mm. trying so hard to kind of white knuckle these new habits, it's like the reason we fall back is because we haven't shifted our identity, you know? And it's like, we don't really need to work on the habits. We need to work on our identity. And once our identity shifts, the habits fall into place. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Way more fun uh, to work on your identity than your habits. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's fun knowing you can do, you know, be whoever you want to be. Yeah. A, a cool yeah. metaphor. Maybe you'll like this about uh, actors that were sitting on stage and I was watching, it was just some type of like, it was at a college and they were just being asked questions by the students. And one of the actors was asked, what's the most important thing um, about being an actor? And uh, he said, the shoes that you wear. Because from the ground up, like how you feel yeah. is everything. Your performance comes through, uh, you know, that identity. And like little things like that, for some reason, I'm like a very visual person, but yeah. I'm always like, you know, change your shoes, yeah. change your shoes, you know, yeah. go into your closet, you know, be something different. Um, yeah. and, and you can always evolve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big believer. And it, like, be it now, you know, like be the, the goal that you have, like you got to step into that identity every single morning. And that is, it's transformative. You know, I always mm. think when I was trying to become like the top coach in the company, I remember talking to a friend of mine who's a coach and she was like, well, how does, how does the top coach eat breakfast? Like, how does the top coach drive your car? How does the, you know, and just getting that tactical, like every day, like, oh yeah, how do I, you know, how do I show up as yeah. that person today? And, and that's a lot of what Wayne Dyer, he was a big influence in my life. And that's a lot of what he taught. Oh, he's so amazing. And it's like, you know, you get who you are, you don't get what you want, you know? Mm, mm. And, and so it's interesting. It's like, we, we put the cart before the horse and we got it. We got to be it to become it, you know? Yeah. That's funny. I remember Wayne, my, my like favorite thing about Wayne Dyer is that exact, he like the, the orange thing, like no matter how hard you squeeze an orange, only orange juice can come out. Like yeah. you, you can only give what you are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, let's uh, talk about responsibility. Because this okay. is another big one for you, taking responsibility. Mm. I love this. Obviously, I've got two preteens, so I'm like, oh, take responsibility. Yeah. But there's this fine line. I've just I've been like pondering it, you know, in the wee hours of the night recently. Because there's this fine line between like, you know, you're responsible for everything, and then sometimes if you know there's a really unhealthy aspect to like feeling responsible for, you know, your cancer or feeling responsible if you were abused or, you know, so there's a piece of this that like we have to detach from and say yeah. that, you know, that I was not responsible for that. And in most regards in my life, it's like, you just, you take responsibility for all of it, you know, and that really serves me, but I can also see when people have gone through horrific, tragic, you know, mm. hard trauma things, that there's also a level of like, you're not responsible. So can you, can you kind of speak to that? Yeah. I mean, when I use the term, um, I, the reason responsibility is so powerful is because it's framed as not a, um, it's your fault. You did this, mm -hmm. but it's more like, 
you can't fix anything you don't have accountability for. So like, you know, there are some tragic things that happen to, to, to beautiful people, wonderful yeah. folks, and, and they had nothing to do with it. It's yeah. not their fault, but without accountability, you're lost. And, and yeah. the last thing you want to do is be in a situation where you go, well, I didn't create this situation. And, 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 you know, it wasn't my fault. And you're constantly projecting out yeah. at the world and angry at the world. And you might have a reason to be, and I get that. But until you point the finger at your chest and say, well, look, it's mine now. What can I do with yeah. this? Yeah. You're powerless. Right. And so that's, that's really how I frame it. Not in the sense of like, you know, it's, it's your fault for this, right. you know? Yeah. Taking ownership of, of what you just said, what you're going to do with it. You know, and I always say, like the most powerful question I think you can ask yourself in regards to anything you're struggling with is like, how can this be used as a gift? Like how, how is yeah. this a gift or how can I use this tragedy, this trauma for the good, you know? Yeah. 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 Which is, which is a muscle, you know, because yeah. even, even now, I mean, you coach that, you teach that, you know, right. I speak about it all the time. It's not the first thing that comes to mind. Like right. when I get my ass kicked in, by life, I'm not like, Oh, where's the value? No, yeah. you know what I mean? I have to stop. Yeah and assess and, and really understand that there's something meaningful I can detach from it, but it's a, uh, it's a learned thing for it sure. Absolutely is. And that's where the daily repetition of really training your mind, you know, tra training how you think about things comes into play. Yes. So there, here's a question then this is um, interesting to me. What is your daily practice? Like, do you have a daily kind of mindset practice or morning practice? Yeah. There are certain things that you do. Yeah, well, I'm constantly tweaking. Like that's something that I'm con but there are, are certain things that like I are pillars that I yeah. you know keep every morning. So like the workout, for example, mm -hmm. um, I I have there have been periods in my life where I, I do run early in the morning, but now for example, I do it in the evening. I don't know why it just started, yeah. it just works, but uh, I like to get up. I like to not use my phone at least for a, you know an hour, hour and a half. Um, and just sort of reflect in, you know, I started journaling, which believe it or not, like there are certain things that like you just hear and you're like, that's so cliche. <laughs> journaling will change your life. Yeah. You know, just writing down your thoughts, writing down your goals, writing down I feel like all the before. cliches, they're cliches for a reason, but they, they really work. are the most fundamental things. Yeah. 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 But you know, even as someone that's in this space that loves it, that loves dissecting, you know, personal development, mm -hmm. you know, people that I worked with and mentors of mine would be like, journal. And I'm like, oh man, you know, like really, <laughs> uh, then I, I did. And I'm like, this is, is life-changing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like the, the big thing for me. It's getting out there. It's writing, um, you know, having coffee, just like setting myself up for the yeah. day. And then what I like to do is, uh, start writing the, the, like, either the video or component of whatever it is I'm working on that day, like get mm -hmm. the, uh, the artsy stuff out, yeah. the words out, yeah. because as the day progresses and time goes on, you know, with every minute that goes by, you become less likely to sit down for an hour and a half and, and, and create it, you know, life yeah. becomes busy and emails and people need that, you know, mm -hmm. so those I, are yeah. probably the two big things I would say. Yeah. I love that. And I love that I I'm the same. It's like, I think when you wake up in, in the morning, it's like, we have a blank canvas yeah. and you know, as the day goes on, it's just like you said, you, you start the running to-do list and the thoughts and you're looking at social media and that's impacting our thoughts. And it's all, it's just like, gets really noisy. 
And yeah. so we can't do that creative stuff. But I also love what you said about kind of pivoting your your habits, you know, that you're doing throughout the day. Cause I think that's important. I always tell people like, if your morning process isn't feeling good, like just change it, just yeah. change it. There's no magical process. There's no million dollar morning, you know, you got to just change it up and find that thing that's like, feels good now, you know, and yeah. do that until it doesn't feel good. Exactly. It's like always yeah. be a student, you know, yes. there's, I used to like, um, cause a big part of what we do is obviously social media. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to like go down these rabbit holes, whether it's mm-hmm. YouTube or Instagram or Twitter, or whatever it is. And so like, you know, I used to, there was a, I don't remember how long ago, but I spent some time like, okay, the morning, you know, the, the most important social media things, maybe I'll batch those. And so I would do that. And then I'd find myself like going down rabbit holes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, right, you know, this just doesn't work. And it's like, you know, Charles Duhigg in the power of habit. He's like, the best way to not have cookies is to not have them in your kitchen. Right. I'm like, I'm just not going to do social media in the morning. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. pushing that way, way, way back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, okay. So I want to know what's, you've mentioned a few, what's the most impactful, do you have a most impactful book or, you know, yeah, I have, I made, a little, I made a little list of like yeah. a few that have changed my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, essentialism for me is so, so, so important. Um, real simple concept like simplicity, less is more mm. growth isn't acquisition. Growth is cutting off the stuff we no longer need. Mm. Um, so powerful. Yeah. Right. It's, and it's so simple when you hear it. Um, it just sort of reframes the way you look at things. Yeah. Um, what else is on the list? Atomic habits, I think is yeah. really good. Um, the, the, t- it's like, ideas, but also very tangible steps mm-hmm. to changing things. Yeah. Um, I love, this is a, a fiction. Um, so it's a little bit different when you're thinking about personal development, but uh, The Martian oh. by Andy Weir. Uh, the, they made a movie um, about it with Matt Damon, but it's like, if you're an entrepreneur and I know you'll relate to this, it's like, yeah. um, we all have to. It's this guy stuck on Mars and um, he's just trying to stay alive and he's going from one catastrophe to the next, always using the pieces around him to find a way to build something that'll keep him alive for the next X many days to use his resources and still maintaining a sense of humor. Like he's witty, sarcastic. It's just a really good read, but it's a nice, nice perspective, you know, like yeah. that's what we deal with. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to order today. Cause I love personal growth in story format. You know, it's like, I always learn that way. The 5am club is one of my favorite and it sounds so again, cliche, you know, but I'm like, don't let the title deter you because it's this incredible story. Magic in there. Yeah. Yeah, There's so much magic in there. That's Robin Um, Sharma, right? Yeah. Robin Sharma. Yeah. We, I've read all of his stuff. He's just magic. Magic. Yeah. He's yeah. the best. I'm reading the, the Everyday Hero Manifesto now. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe a so quarter good. Of it, but yeah. Um, so there's a question for you. Who do you admire? Oh, I admire so many people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I admire, um, you know, a lot of people in, in this field. Um, Jim Rohn is probably, I think, if I had to pick one in personal mm-hmm. development who I just feel like is so poignant and powerful probably yeah. him um you know i i like john mayer i mentioned him earlier um yeah. i think 
one, because he is uh, the Jimi Hendrix of our time. And a lot of people don't know it, but also he's versatile where he's like very few people can create pop songs and be incredibly good at an instrument, have mastered an instrument. Yeah. And so I find myself drawn to people who like take little pieces of different worlds and blend them together to make something mm-hmm. different. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's definitely one of them. Um, and then, you know, my family, they inspire me every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love what you just said about um, John Mayer. I had the awesome experience, by the way, living in San Diego when he was coming up. So I used to go to a coffee house and listen to him play like, oh, no way. on the way up. Yeah, it was so cool. Um, but about being that, and again, it goes back to kind of one of your pillars is like being your unique self, you know, creating that category that doesn't really exist yet by by taking the things that we're good at or the things that we've explored and bringing them together. Yeah. So before we wrap up, you want to just talk on that a little bit about kind of be your unique self, as you say? Yeah, it's it's a challenge because <laughs> we live in a beautiful time where there's infinite resources and information out there. You want to, uh, you know, shoot a basketball, you Google, how does LeBron James shoot a basketball? You will get a manual, you know, step-by-step, how to build a business. How did Bezos build Amazon? It's all there. We have everything. Yeah. And that's great. In a way it's foundational and it's step one, but we can't lose ourselves in that process you have to understand that your value is you you're not Jeff Bezos you're not LeBron James you're you and so understand what you like understand what you want and yeah you take little pieces of what's already been established so you're not running around in circles like other people have learned lessons for you take that but be you and don't be afraid to be you Um, that'll always be you know where the good stuff is yeah I think that's the hardest thing for people is just the fear of truly being themselves, you know, in this, what can be such a judgmental world. Um, All right. I'm going to put you on the spot as we wrap up. Okay. Questions. Well, first off, this isn't putting you on the spot too much. Anything you're currently obsessed with? What I know that you zone in on things. Any current obsessions? What am I obsessed with? (laughs) Um. I don't know. Not really. I've switched to from running nonstop to doing like interval training, putting on a yeah, few pounds. Yeah. So like, I'm really into that and you yeah. know, kind of changing my diet to, uh, you know, more protein based and like kind of diving into that space, which when it's new, it's like, it's really mm-hmm. a, a fun thing. Yeah. Um, well, and I know that you were a D one athlete. So yes. quick, quick pivot. How much of your success or like daily success, I want to say, do you put on proper nutrition and and proper exercise? Because even nutrition for me, I think is way more like when I, we just had Thanksgiving, you know, like Monday morning, I woke up and I was like in a complete fog, you know, couldn't, <laughs> same, think, same, couldn't yeah. execute. And I don't think people have any idea because of the way that we eat in our society that how much of an impact that has. Do you kind of you know, connect those two on a daily basis? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's almost like, you know how like you feel momentum when your health is a lifestyle, like when you're one off working out here and there, you know, or maybe even a few times a week and it feels like something separate. It's like, it's different than when it's 
you. Like there have been chapters yeah. in my life where it's like, it consumes you in a good yeah. way, not like an yeah. all encompassing way, but it's like, this is who I am. I eat healthy yeah. and I work out and I do the hard thing, even when I don't want to, there's no way that doesn't carry over into other aspects of yeah. your life, you know? Yeah. And so for so many reasons, yeah, they're, they're locked together. If you're not yeah. taking care of yourself, if you're not eating right. You're not working out. Are you the same person that's going to give 110% right. like maybe, right. but probably not. You know, yeah. so that's, that's to me, it's like a lifestyle success yeah. is a lifestyle. creating momentum is a lifestyle. For sure. For sure. I remember one time saying I was working out with my husband's friend and I was like, it, it, I just said, you know, how you show up in this workouts, how you're going to show up for the rest of the day or something. And he exactly. like totally rolled his eyes at me, but I'm like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, it is so true. Like if I'm cutting corners in the morning, if I'm not doing the last few reps, if I'm just not giving it all my all, like that's how I'm showing up in everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. setting the tone. And it's like, you hate to oversimplify, but there's power in simplification. Are you a person yes. that cuts corners or are you not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 My husband always tells my son, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's so true. Um, so here's the, here's the on the spot question. What is something people don't know about you? Hmm. It's a tricky question when we live in such a social media world. <laughs> yeah. I think um, just based from like my my work standpoint, like how much of it is me coaching me and me mm. writing to myself, you know, and I, mm. I say this from experience because I get emails all the time, you know, how can I be happy all the time, Eddie? How can I be positive all the time like you? And it's like, oh, guys, like that's, mm. that's just not, uh, that's not a thing. Like, human beings are emotional and we have our difficulties and we have our issues. And, uh, it's like, it's the, the discipline and the mindset to stop and find value and continue moving forward with what you have. And that's what every single video I write is about. You know, it's like, yeah. that's why some of the, I feel like the most impactful things I've made have come after some of the darkest times. Cause that's like where Absolutely. my lessons were found, you know? Yeah. So that's probably what I would say to someone that's watching my YouTube channel or listening to my yeah. podcast that doesn't know much about me. It's like, I'm not on a perch preaching to you. I'm going through it and saying, Hey, yeah. they're, we're, we're more similar than we're different. Yeah. You're right alongside them. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That is so beautiful. Gosh. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has made my whole day. I mean, honestly, just being able to have a conversation with you face to face is a joy and a gift. So thank you for your time. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. I mean, just don't stop because the world needs it. Hey, thank you for having me and for the uh, incredible conversation. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, take care. Oh my gosh, you guys. What an incredible episode. What an incredible human. Make sure you follow Eddie, Eddie Panero, Your World Within on YouTube. All of his links are below in the show notes. Um, gosh, use this, guys. Go to his YouTube in the morning. Use it in your morning process. It will change you. It'll change how you show up in the world. It'll change how you interact with the world. It has changed me. It has changed my husband. I know his work has changed the world of just thousands upon thousands. So, Bring it into your tool belt and use this because he is just 
one of the best, one of the absolute best. And I'm always looking for his next drop on YouTube. Um, That's it, guys. That's a wrap for today. Make sure you're following us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget that we are doing a growth giveaway. So we are going to our reviews every once a month and we're pulling out somebody that has given um, the show a review and sending you. So we'll contact you probably on Instagram or however we do that. I don't even know how we do that. My team handles it. And we're going to send one person a month a growth giveaway package. So it's full of really everything you need to crush 2023. So make sure you leave a review. Maybe you'll be the lucky person. And thanks for joining us. 